Most people would agree that 2022 was a rough road. Good news is there are many new savings and tax rules that could help you boost your retirement savings. We've got the details next. Welcome in to Sound Path Through Retirement with Ben Koval and Matt Leibarger. Hi there, welcome to the show. This show is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, and here to help you take charge of your money on your Sunday morning on Cairo 97.3 News Radio. Ben Koval, Matt Leiberger, a little bit about Ben and Matt, over 10 years experience. They're fiduciaries, which means by law has to have the best interest of their clients. And we appreciate you listening to the show each week because we know you need to know about wealth accumulation, asset protection, long-term care strategies, and so much more. All the things we carry care about the show each week and we talk about each week. And it's vitally important because we know you as retirees or pre-retirees, you need to know these things. And when you sit down with Ben and Matt, they can discuss all of it like we do each week on the show. Guys, how are we doing today on this Sunday morning? Great. Doing great, Gary. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I got my coffee. I'm caffeinated, ready to roll. So here we go. All right. So I don't want to dwell on the past too much, but, you know, uh, last year we saw a record-breaking inflation combined with volatile markets, as many of us uh, looking at our 401ks and wondering, what can we do? turns out, you know, the IRS and passing the Secure 2.0 Act has opened up at least uh, several ways for us to uh, perhaps recover some losses and give us a chance to capitalize on the upswing of the market. Let's start with the first one, income brackets and withholdings. Yeah, and this is something that people, if they weren't aware of it, they might have just quietly started to realize their paychecks changed. So you may already be benefiting from one of the IRS's biggest changes, and this has to do with income brackets and withholdings. So if you noticed a bump in your net pay after January 1st, there's a good chance is connected to the package of adjustments made to federal income tax brackets and standard deductions by the tax agency. So um, the tax tables adjusted by the IRS, they establish really how much employers should withhold uh, for federal taxes. So the increased brackets means withholding should go down which will result in workers getting a bump in their take-home pay. So if you noticed you got a little bit of a raise in your take-home pay, that's the reason why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it might, it might not mean that you actually owe less taxes. It just means that you're not giving so much money to the government tax-free yeah. for, uh, for withholdings. But you actually might pay less taxes as a result of the other change being that uh, tax deductions are going up. Mm-hmm. So standard deductions went up. They usually increase it with inflation. Inflation was pretty bad last year. So uh, we saw the standard deduction uh, go up to 27700 up from 1800 for a married couple. If you're solo, then it rose by $900 to 13850 And so this is – and one of the reasons why we're talking so much about the tax side of it right now is because this year – is one of the main years that we need to be doing some sort of tax strategies in retirement. Yeah, We are in tax holidays, and some of the changes from Secure Act 2.0 has made it so that we can be a little bit more efficient. So make sure you know what your tax situation is looking like, whether you're working or retired, so that you can know how you can be more efficient on your Roth conversions or just your contributions in general. Well, and, and speaking of contributions, uh, part of the Secure Act 2.0 is that there are higher contribution limits for retirement plans as well. So the good news for retirement savers, if you're out there and you are saving, and if you're if you're you know blessed to the point where you're maxing out your retirement savings, then this matters for you this year. So contribution limits are higher. Caps, 
the the cap, the top that you could invest for employees participating in 401ks, right, for 403bs, most 457 plans, uh, and the federal government's thrift savings plans. They're up by $2,000 this year. So they were $20,500. They're now $22,500. On top of that, the annual contribution limits for IRAs increased to $6,500. And if you're 50 years old or older, then you get the extra $1,000 for catch-up, so you can go up to $7,500 a year. And what's the catch-up for the uh, IRAs and all those other – it's like 30000 am I right? After yeah, 50? that goes up to 30000 from 22500 up to 30000 so there's a 7500 increase. Right. right. Now, yeah. interesting. I want to talk about taxes for a minute. I, I, I always forget the year. Is it the end of 2025 or 2026 – those those tax cuts. If Congress does nothing, those taxes uh, are going up, aren't they? Yeah, there, there, there's a sunset clause in that, and 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 there's where when people ask me, Matt, do you think taxes are going to go up in the future? I kind of laugh a little bit and yeah. go, Yeah, um, because you know n- nobody in Congress wants to have on their record that they voted to raise taxes, and and what everyone's doing now is they just realize if I do nothing, right. just tread water. Don't yeah, I'm just going to tread yeah. water. And we will get a raise in Congress. We'll get more money into our funds and we control the purse without us having to do anything. Yeah. So I don't see that extending, but, you know, I, I, I didn't major in, you know, fortune telling when I did my <laughs> MBA in finance. So yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. Well, it's the end of 2025 to answer right. that, okay. that specific question. So, yeah. yeah, we still have a couple of years where we can do things. Mm-hmm. And so make sure you're not letting this kind of slide by without having the attention that it, that it really deserves. Right. Yeah, I, I don't have the chart in front of me, but I know like, you know, the 10% bracket goes to 12 and so on. There's a, a scale going right. up all the way to yeah. like over 30% or something along those lines. Right. Yep. All right. Do want to remind everybody, the show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. With me, Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger. With us each week at this time on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. I'd like to thank you for joining us, spending part of your weekend with us. All right, we're going through some uh, strategies when it comes to uh, taxation. Always a very important topic uh, when you're dealing with a financial advisor, when you're dealing with a fiduciary, that they put that tax minimization plan together for you. Big box firms, a lot of times they'll just punt it over to the CPA. They won't be able to do that. But when you have a right. comprehensive plan that uh, Ben and Matt put together for you, tax minimization strategies is a, a big part of it. Uh, here's something that's going on, I guess, well, at least uh, for a while, time to time, is a, a seller's market. When things are down, let's buy, right? Right. Well, and this specific element of of taxes is capital gains related. So brokerage accounts, non-qualified accounts, uh, even real estate is capital gain exposed. And so you will be taxed baseline on one of three elements, depending on your income for capital gains. It's either 0% if you're under a certain dollar amount of, of income, 15% for long-term gains, 20% for short-term gains. The definition of long-term gains if you held that investment for over a year. Now, of course, there's Obamacare surcharges and other stuff. And depending on your tax bracket, you could actually be thrown up into the 20% just because you make too much money. Uh, But all of those caps and thresholds have been risen uh, from the SECURE Act 2.0. The element here that I want to talk about, though, is that while that's good, there is also something really bad that's happened recently in the state of Washington. Way to be a downer, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) And it has to do with capital gains now being taxed at the state level. Mm -hmm. So this was something that passed a while ago, and it went through the court system as uh, unconstitutional. The state constitution says that there cannot be an income tax. And so uh, 
people were saying this capital gains tax is, of course, an income tax. And the, the Supreme Court at the state ruled that no, it is not. It is not an income tax. So it is legal and it is instituted as of even last year. Yeah, retroactive. Retroactive. So this is a big problem for people that have high stock positions. I call these people accidental millionaires. And you know, some of our listeners, I'm sure, fall in this category where you've worked with Microsoft and been gifted tons and tons of stock. Mm-hmm. And so now you have a cost basis of you know, virtually $40 yeah. on a stock that sells for 200 You have huge, huge capital gain exposure. And now if you're not strategic on how you are de- uh, how you're selling those assets and how you're diversifying them out, then you might be paying needless state capital gains tax. Yeah. Hey, let's talk RMDs just for a quick second too. Thanks to Secure 2.0. Um, before 2.0, RMDs required minimum distributions had to come out 72. Prior to that, it was it was younger, but now it's 73. And in a decade from now, uh, they're going to be age 75. So let's let's hope, you know, the further they push it out, the better it puts it into your court. Well, this has been a good conversation about changes in Secure Act 2.0, and there's many more. And these are things that we will talk with you if we sit down with you and have a discussion about you and your position when looking at retirement. So here's the deal. We, we say this every week. We always leave a couple handfuls of openings for our listeners. So we leave 10 spots open. And we want you to give a call, come in, sit down with us. Let's take a look at the different puzzle pieces. As Ben often says every week, retirement is a puzzle. So I, I, the way I say it is we are the kings of the junk drawer. We're going to pull out that junk drawer with all the pieces that you have for your retirement. And we're going to piece them together and help you feel satisfied, safe, and secure for your retirement. So we're going to sit down. We're going to look at things like Social Security. When and what age should you take your benefits? How does that help you uh, in your overall retirement plan? We're going to look at risk. What is your risk tolerance? We're going to look at fees and taxes, income. We're going to create an income plan for you. So so these are things we're, we're going to look at. And if you call now and you come sit down with us, we're going to give you a copy of Ben Koval's book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success. This will give you great insight into Ben's brain and into the philosophy of all of us at SoundPath Retirement. Um, so give us a call. Come sit down. Let's talk about you and see how Secure Act 2.0 can uh, affect your retirement planning for the better. All right. Great advice. I don't know, I want to look into uh, Ben's brain there, do a CAT scan or something there. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. But anyway, uh, call 877-249-6900. <laughs> Folks, advice like this shows you how important it is to meet with a financial coach who understands the ins and outs of the financial world. Take advantage of this opportunity. Make sure you're on the right path. The path is based on your risk preferences, your budget, and your goals. The number is 877-249-6900 because you deserve a more confident plan to retire. Stress-free, peace of mind, nothing changes. So you pick up the phone, get a hold of the folks at SoundPath Retirement Strategies, 877-249-6900. We're going to take a short break, back with more of Sound Path Through Retirement in just a moment with Ben and Matt. What's coming up next, guys? A successful retirement plan has multiple income streams. There are plenty of strategies to achieve the cash flow you need in retirement. One way is an annuity. Love them or despise them, they are a solid tool in the retirement toolbox. So we'll unpack annuities, pros and cons when we come right back. Welcome back to the show. This is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. 
Here to help you take charge of your money, back with us is Ben Koval and Matt Lieberger. With us each week at this time on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. Thank you for joining us. A little bit about Ben and Matt. They have over 10 years' experience. Their fiduciaries, by law, has to have the best interest of their clients. Very important distinction when you're looking for a financial advisor and all things we talk about each week on the show. We know our listeners, these things are vitally important to you because maybe you're in that retirement red zone, maybe you're retired already. You need to know about wealth accumulation strategies, asset protection, long-term care strategies, tax minimization strategies, life insurance, and so much more. I just want to reiterate one thing. It is, it's okay to look into Ben's brain because he's a very smart man and he can, you know, dispel <laughs> great wisdom upon you. Now, to look into my it's, brain is like uh, an empty canvas of something. I, we don't know exactly what's going well, well, Gary, I think Ben reminds us every single day how smart he is, Yeah, he? he is, and which is fine. Oh, man. It's fine, you know. Oh, man. Right. <laughs> we're ganging up on Ben this morning. Not fun. All right. Uh-oh, I have to say uh, annuities. He said a bad word. Oh, uh, yeah, boy. I did. Annuities, seriously, can be uh, a smart investment for the right person under the right circumstances. They're neither a financial cure-all nor an investment that should be vooed viewed as a taboo is it right for me we're going to break them down because here's the things that a lot of our listeners don't know and you know sometimes you hear little bits and pieces and drabs of information and say well they're all bad no they're not all bad and there's some very good annuity products we're going to break them down for you so is it right for me let's start out with that one guys yeah and and it's funny because someone who called into our radio show gosh what was it three weeks ago and they set a meeting with me they said, I listened to your show, like your show. I almost didn't call in because you said something positive about an annuity. Right. And oh, I hate them. Yeah. And so so we talked, you know, and, and it, it was great to have that conversation. Uh, here's the key. Uh, unfortunately, there are multiple. There's a handful of different types, at least four different types of annuities that you can look at. And unfortunately, they all end with the word annuity. So yeah, right. everyone thinks that, that, that they know the same, but, but, you know, annuities draw criticism from some, they draw praises from others and, and both are sometimes deserved. So we're going to dig into annuities, what they are, what they aren't, and they aren't for everyone, but they could be for you. So let's start with the idea of fees. I've had people say, I hate annuities because the fees will make you go broke. And I say, well, Depends on what annuity you're talking about. Right. Right. So one criticism is of annuities is high fees. And it's really disingenuous because there are different types. And so the fees vary. Let's let's talk about those different annuities, Ben. So yeah. like the let's, first let's one, go through the different types first. Yeah. I mean, fixed annuities. Right. Right. So there's the three main types of annuities in terms of base products are fixed annuities, fixed index annuities, and variable annuities. Mm -hmm. That's the the base chassis of what what you'd be getting into in an annuity now uh any annuity can have what's called a rider on it a rider is a change to the contract and so usually what you'll see is a variable annuity with a long-term rider or a lifetime benefit rider or benefit control rider or something so what that ends up doing is changing the base chassis of the annuity into structuring what will be a uh, lifetime income or whatever the case is. So uh, essentially personal pension. Yeah. That's how most people view annuities is personal pensions. You're spending you know, $100,000 to an insurance company and they're going to give you X amount of money per month for the rest of your life, no matter how long you live. Mm -hmm. That's one way an annuity can structure. And in my opinion, it's the worst way. Uh, those types of annuities typically are very high in fees, very low in return. And it's for the people that are 
crying in the corner of their bedroom when the markets go down. You yeah. know, you're terrified of the market. Then, you know, you can you can structure this. I want to remind everybody the show is Sound Path for Retirement with Ben Koval and Matt Lieberger. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. Thank you for joining us each morning. Each Sunday morning on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. I want to give you the phone number because you deserve a more confident plan to retire. Stress-free, peace of mind. All starts by picking up the phone, 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. All starts with that phone call, peace of mind. Stress-free, that's what you want when you uh, get a hold of Ben and Matt. They'll put that plan together for you, no cost or no obligation. We're talking annuities. Don't turn off the radio. These are some good things. Guys, continue along, please. Yes. So uh, one last point I want to make on fixed annuities is there is a difference between them and CDs. A lot of times people put them on the same campus CDs and for relatively good reason. They're very similar in terms of their structure. The big difference here is liquidity. Typically, mm-hmm. if you want to get out of a CD early, you would pay a couple months worth of interest and you're out of it. If you want to get out of a fixed annuity early, you're paying 9% of the total account value. Yeah. So you need to make sure that you're not going to be surrendering something. Now, that being said, sometimes fixed annuities have better rates than CDs. I mean, currently they do. Yep. And so if you're looking at the higher rate, that's fine. Just take the liquidity conversation into mind. So those are two very different types of annuities, right? One is meant for lifetime income or uh, structure that way. The other one's meant for just a really short-term accumulator and it becomes liquid. There is another type of annuity that's been very popular over the last handful of years. It's called a fixed indexed annuity. And this is one where uh, you get some percentage of the market growth, let's say 40 or 50% of what the S&P does, but you won't get all of it. When the market goes down, however, you can't lose any of your money. So it protects your principal as well. Now, this one tends to be, in my opinion, more deceptively sold or positioned by insurance agents, mostly because they'll show you a graph where a fixed indexed annuity is beating the S&P 500. And they'll say, look, you you would have been much better off with a fixed index annuity than you would with just the regular marketplace. And the issue I have with that graph is if you look at it, they always start in the same year, 2000. And so if you have a vehicle that yeah. cannot lose when the markets go down and they're getting 50, 60% of what the market does in the up and it, the it looks great. 2000, 2010 spot when the market's negative, you're going to be significantly outperforming. Mm-hmm. But if you take any other year in there, then of course the market's going to outpace it. And of course they don't show you the return of the market with dividends reinvested. So it tends to be a bit deceptive on that side. But I also think that that's uh, not fair to the conversation because fixed index annuities don't compete with the market. They compete with CDs. They compete with bonds and bond funds. That's mm-hmm. where you have the, the the best comparison tool on them. So, again, not all annuities are created equal, but those are the three main camps that we've got. You've got fixed annuities, which, again, are more like CDs from banks. Fixed index annuities, which are a lot like uh, uh, equity-linked CDs from banks, but they're still – no fees attached to fixed index annuities. Mm-hmm. And then you've got variable annuities, which are high fees and and potential loss of principal. And potential loss of principal. So very, very different vehicles depending on what side of the gamut you're on. Yeah. So if if you come and sit down with us and we look at whether an annuity is is right for you, uh it just depends on what we're talking about. And depends on you and, and where you're what at. you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Exactly. And and I'll say this as well. Um let, let's talk advisor commissions. Because there, there are some people that find fault with annuities uh, who simply because um, they say, well, an annuity is good for an advisor who sells them because that person receives some kind of a placement fee or some kind of a commission. Right. And that might be a legitimate issue to grumble about. 
it, depending on, I mean, if you're in, you're talking to somebody who only sells annuities. Yeah, there might be a conflict of interest and you you should think about it at least. Well, and it's the same conflict of interest as somebody who only sells stock accounts. Exactly. Yeah, you you go, I won't name any brokers around here. <laughs> um, I think I've already made enemies with one of them. Uh, yeah, you go to someone who's just a broker and only deals with stock accounts, they're going to tell you, well, everything needs to be in the stock That's market. how they get paid. Yeah. You go to an insurance person who just sells annuities, everything ought to be an annuity. So um, it, it is a legitimate thing to grumble about if your financial advisor is licensed to sell, like if we're talking annuities, if they're licensed to sell annuities only and nothing else, then yeah, think think about that. It could be a conflict of interest. Yeah. Um, but look for a financial advisor who can sell anything. And so then they and can And it's just, independent. And it's yeah. independent. Yep. So, uh, you know, here's the deal. If, if, if you're five to 10 years away from retiring, or maybe you've just retired, it is a time, it's the right time to look at the risk balance in your portfolio. We let, Let's look at what you have. What do you have in the stock market? What do you have in bonds? What do you have in, in annuities? What do you have in CDs or banknotes? Let's see what you have. Let's see where you're going. And let's see what we need to do to get you to your ultimate end goal. So we do a risk assessment, been myself, and we always leave 10 spots open every week for our, our listeners. Now, keep in mind, our strategies are often used with folks and they work best with people who have at least a million dollars saved for retirement. But we will never turn any of our listeners away who are serious about taking a look at their retirement. So for the next 10 callers uh, who want to take a look at their retirement, come on in. Let's prepare a risk assessment for you completely complimentary. If you call now, we'll give you a copy of Ben's book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success. And uh, that will give you a good insight into our philosophy here. And we'll sit down and we'll uh, begin to create that uh, sound path for you through retirement. All right. Great advice, Matt. The first step, sit down with a financial coach. Sit down with Ben and Matt. Something we were talking about resonates with you. You feel the need to get that second opinion. You want to make sure your plan is really aligned with your goals. And the very important risk tolerance we talk about each week. Just get on the phone. Pick up the phone right now. It all starts by doing that. Nothing changes until you pick up the phone and punch those numbers in. 877-249-6900 because you deserve a more confident plan to retire. Stress-free, peace of mind, comprehensive plan, no cost or no obligation. you got nothing to lose. You know, we talk about risk tolerance. There's no risk here. It's absolutely free. No cost or no obligation. 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. Get on the calendar. And they're standing by at SoundPath Retirement Strategies, ready to talk to you. All right, one more time on the number before we go to break, 877-249-6900. All right, we'll be back with more of SoundPath for Retirement with Ben and Matt in just a moment. What's up next? When faced with the loss of a spouse, there are many decisions that have to be made. A wrong financial decision can be costly. When we come back, mistakes to avoid when a spouse passes away. Welcome back to the show. This is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. Back with us to help you take charge of your money is Ben Koval and Matt Lieberger with us each week at this time on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. A little bit about Ben and Matt, over 10 years experience. They are fiduciaries, which means by law has to have the best interest of their clients. Very important distinction when you are looking for a financial advisor. All things we talk about on the show each week are the things we know our listeners 
These things are really important to you because you need to know about wealth accumulation strategies, asset protection, long-term care, life insurance, and so much more. So let's get back into the show right now. All right. Most experts agree making major financial decision after a loss of a spouse is not a good idea. You got to let the emotions settle in and meet with your financial advisor. Now, we know these are tough conversations to have, but we want to make sure you avoid these mistakes after the death of a spouse. And let's go through some of these guys, if you could uh, do that for us. Go right ahead. Yeah, well, this isn't a fun conversation, but it's also a very important one that needs to happen before the spouse passes away. A lot of times you're going to be very financially uh, impacted by the death of the spouse, and you don't want to have to handle those financial decisions at the same spot that you're mourning or that you're dealing with emotional problems. So uh, one big area that you need to make sure you take into consideration is the tax implications. So when you are both alive, having fun, going traveling, doing what you want to do, you're married filing joint status. When one of you passes away, you go widow, widower, or single status. That means significantly more taxes on your income. Yeah. Now, it's usually not a 50% drop in your spending habits either. It's not like all of a sudden you only have to pay for half of the property tax mm-hmm. on your house. No, you, you still have all of that. You still have a mortgage. You'll still have general things. The ones that you won't be paying for is food, but you know that's not going to be 50% of your overall income base. So expect that there is going to be a relatively significant tax hit. And this usually goes into what you plan for now while you're both alive and healthy and wanting to travel in terms of tax strategies. So if something does happen, well, we've got enough buffered into Roth accounts or other kind of tax secured vehicles so that we can then minimize the impact of the tax change. Yep. And, and, you know, the first two things I always go with everyone when we sit down and we're looking at long-term should a spouse pass away is yes, we always talk tax uh, changes. And then we also look at social security or pensions or annuity income, right? right? Because, you know, when someone passes, you're going to lose the lower of the two social securities. Yeah. And so you got one social security check coming in, not two. Now, granted, you're, you're going to lose the lower of the two, uh, but that is a change. You lose that and, and pensions, if there's not a survivorship, right? Right. I mean, there's, there's certain annuities, pensions, you name it, where you may lose that, or you might only get a certain percentage yeah. of that coming in. Yeah. So you take those away or lower them. You take away the social security, you up the taxes. You know, I mean, it's, it's one reason why we talk life insurance at times, right? Right. Well, that's the, I actually had a, a meeting with a client a couple of weeks ago, uh, going through the process and they, it's second marriage mm-hmm. scenario. And the husband took out their pension before the marriage happened. And there was no survivorship, no survivorship yeah. right? He took it as zero survivorship. And it's a significant amount of their combined wealth every yeah. single month. And so the uh, the wife is still working and we we're working through when she could retire. And we got to a number and it's all happy and, and exciting. But we had to have this conversation mm-hmm. saying, look, if he passes away early, which is mathematically how it works, men typically don't live as long as women. And if that does happen, there's going to be a significant income hit. Yeah. And so, again, it's sometimes there's things you want to do with it. You want to take life insurance out. You want to plan on uh, you're going to be selling your house, moving somewhere cheaper. These are very common things that end up happening. Sure. But you want that discussion to be made now to know generally what you're going to do now 
as opposed to potentially what's this going to look like to have to make the ends meet later. Uh, so again, as long as you have your eyes wide open into both of these scenarios, then okay, great. Let's move forward with it. But we yeah. don't want this to be a surprise. Yeah. I want to remind everybody, the show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. With us each week at this time, Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger. Thank you for joining us Sunday morning, spending part of your weekend with us, 97.3 Cairo News Radio. I'm going to give you the phone number because you deserve a more confident plan for retirement. Stress-free, peace of mind, no cost, no obligation. You get that comprehensive plan put together by Ben and Matt for you. 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. As we continue along with SoundPath through retirement, going through... Uh, implications of what happens when you lose a spouse. Again, not exactly a pleasant uh, subject, but it needs to be addressed, and that's why we're doing it uh, here on today's show. What else do we have for us, guys, in the remaining minutes? Another issue here is that if you don't properly plan for what the income drop looks like from Social Security, from pensions, from whatever case is, Mm -hmm. you might be forced into excessive withdrawals from IRA accounts, Mm -hmm. and that means even more taxation. Yeah. You already took a tax hit, and now you have to draw more to be able to make your ends meet, which means more taxes, less efficiency, and then potentially running out of money. Mm-hmm. So, again, the answer here isn't just, oh, I guess I'll take more when I when I run into that scenario. No, the answer is, what is the mathematical facts of the case, and how can we end up lessening the impact or the blow? And it's not usually through taking more from your 401ks. Yeah. And, and all of this, this is, I mean, everything we're talking about right now, this is what we plan for when we plan for retirement with couples. Cause it's, we, we don't plan that both of them are going to die at the same time. Right. We, right. We, we, we have an understanding that, that doesn't always happen. So you're talking about IRAs, 401ks as well. Um, it's important to know too, a surviving spouse, they can transfer any tax deferred retirement account, you know, any of those assets into his or her name after their spouse dies, which allows further um, delaying taxes, right? You get to continue to push that down the road. So just simple things like that, that you don't want to think about when you're mourning, but have a financial advisor that talks you through that. Yeah. Well, and even things like forgetting the requirement of distributions, even when you pass away, the government doesn't really care. You still have to take your money out (laughs) to be hitting a penalty. Yeah. So make sure you do that. But one kind of side note that I want to make onto this conversation. So this is the financial impacts of that surviving spouse. Mm -hmm. But you also want to make sure that you're taking into consideration what your goals are of your funds if you are that spouse that first passed away. And so going back to a Brady Bunch situation where we've got second, third marriages, whatever it is, with kids from separate marriages, if there is no trust set up, if there is no specific direction of how assets are going to pass, then usually the spouse is going to receive the money. And if that's the case, then the spouse can spend it, use it. And let's say that the the husband passed away and the wife receives all the money and she is 75 years old and the pool boy's looking really nice. So she (laughs) marries the pool boy who is 50 years old. Is his name Gary? (laughs) Pool boy, come on. (laughs) And and the issue with this scenario is that if that – surviving spouse passes away all the money could then be going to the pool boy mm-hmm. as opposed to the original spouse's children which was their intent yeah and then those children don't receive a penny of it because they're the same age as that pool boy yep and so that money issue can cause a lot of problems a trust can be set up to where 
it doesn't happen to where you can dictate while you both are alive. Okay, what happens here? Mm-hmm. What's the financial impact of us setting this up the way that we want to X, Y, Z. And then once one of you passes away, that trust becomes what's called irrevocable or it cannot change. Yeah. And so that way, if a pool boy comes in, that's great. They're not receiving any of your money because it's all in a trust under the name for your beneficiaries, not for that pool boy. Mm-hmm. And so they're still going to have to clean pools for the rest of their working years until retirement. Good for them. Uh, good. And yeah. nothing wrong with pool boys. No, no, nothing no. Wrong. If you're a pool boy and you're listening right now. <laughs> with all due respect to pool that. boys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this, the key here for everything we're talking about right now is here's the deal. Seek advice now while you're both around, make a plan that makes it to where you can take it off your plate and not stress it. When a spouse dies, this is the last stuff you want to stress about. You want to know that you have a plan in place, that you have an advisor you can call. So I've got a couple I'm working with right now where she is significantly younger than he is. Mm -hmm. And they're in talking simply because she says, hey, he handles our finances. Right. Right. He's been doing it for our whole life and we're doing quite well, but we would like to place it into somebody else's hands. Why? Because he most likely will pass before me. And I don't know any of this stuff. Right. And I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it now when I'm mentally okay. I really don't want to think about it when I'm grieving. Yeah. And 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 that's the reason to have a, you know, a fiduciary advisor set up ahead of time. Right. Well, set up ahead of time who gives you these answers. Yes. I mean, the thing is that you want to have a plan that answers these basic questions. And that's mm-hmm. not left with a, okay, well, you know, here's the roadblock and then let's cross our fingers. We don't have to run into it. No. Let's see what the roadblock is and let's figure out how to get around it. Let's figure out yeah. what happens in these worst case scenarios. Let's assume we are going to hit a worst case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. It's always best to plan that way. And that's how we plan. That's what we do at SoundPath Retirement Strategies is we help clients work through the navigations of what their investments need to look like, mm-hmm. what potential pitfalls might happen, both with health, with finances, with you know kids that are looking for handouts, whatever it might be, and structure in cohesive comp. Uh, comprehensive plans to be able to weather those storms. So we always leave 10 spots open for clients to call in to get a completely complimentary meeting with us, where we start the process to what does this look like for you? What are some of the holes in your plans? How do you fill the holes? And we are completely independent from the advice that we offer, meaning that we can use anything that's out there to help fill the holes and to make sure that we know what's going to be working in the future here. Now, if you call in and you get sent to voicemail, leave us a message. We will call you back. Don't worry. We will call you back. So call in. Let's get on the calendar. Let's sit down and let's go through these things that are the most important elements when it comes to your retirement planning for the rest of what your life will look like. All right, great advice, folks. No cost, no obligation. Get a better handle on your financial situation. Find out what your investments are really costing you because of high fees or commissions. What future tax implications there'll be and how much income you can securely generate from that once you do move into retirement. Pick up the phone right now. Punch those numbers in. 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. Nothing changes until you pick up the phone. Put those numbers in. Get yourself a more secure plan for retirement a confident plan for retirement, stress-free, peace of mind. One more time on the phone number before we take our break, 877-249-6900. Yeah, guys, I was just looking at the TV listings for tonight. Tonight, the pool boy and the widow on the Hallmark Channel. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a made-for-TV movie. Gary? Yes, exactly. That's exactly. All right, seriously, though. Uh, We're going to take a short break. Uh, I'll be back with more of Sound Path for Retirement with Ben and Matt in just a moment. What's up next? The questions from listeners keep on coming. We love it. Answers are next. We are back. 
Welcome back to the show. The show is Sound Path Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, here to help you take charge of your money. They're back with us. Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger, with us each week at this time on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. I'd like to thank you for joining us, spending part of your Sunday with us. I wonder if there's really a, there's got to be a pool boy movie, don't you think? I would think. <laughs> if there's know. not, let's make one. Yeah, let's, let's, oh, yeah, let's, let's talk to some investors, get, you know, let's get some film, <laughs> you know. Film Who's going to be the wife, not it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not okay. it. But anyway, seriously, folks, the show is Soundpath Retirement. Ben and Matt are with Soundpath Retirement Strategies. They have over 10 years experience. And they are fiduciaries. By law, have to have the best interest of their clients. Very important distinction. When you're looking for a financial advisor and all the things each week that we talk about on the show each week are the things we know that are vitally important to you, our listeners, because you need to know about wealth accumulation strategies, asset protection. We talked about life insurance, tax minimization strategies, and so much more. All right, so these questions came in to us, so we do appreciate you folks calling in and leaving these questions on our voicemail. All right, let's get to Michael in West Seattle. A co-worker recently used the phrase, Mega backdoor Roth IRA, and I pretended to understand, but in reality, I was completely confused. And I've heard you talk about Roth uh, conversions on the show, but a mega backdoor Roth IRA, is that a real thing? Yeah, I don't know about this either. So explain this to Michael and yeah. uh, myself and other listeners. It sure is a real thing. Um, so how you do, let's say backdoor Roth. Let's go with that first. A Roth account you can grow tax-free, comes back to you tax-free, goes to beneficiaries tax-free. Great accounts. The issue with Roth IRAs is you can only contribute to it if you make under a certain dollar amount, depending if you're single or married. So if you make more than that money, then you more than that, that dollar amount, you cannot contribute to a Roth, you know, period. Except, Except. <laughs> Here it if comes. You, you give you know, $7,000 in uh, contributions to a non-deductible IRA. So a non-deductible IRA means that you are not claiming it against your taxes this yeah. year. You're doing a traditional IRA, but you're paying your taxes on it. But you're paying it. the taxes on it to get it into that IRA. Yeah. And you might think that sounds stupid. Why would I do that? <laughs> well, you do that because then after January 1st, you then take that money and roll it into a Roth, backdoor Roth. So even though you made too much money, you essentially did the same thing as contributing to a Roth. Yeah. How, how long is this loophole going to be around? Oh, it's it's every iteration of tax plan of tax changes that have been happening closed this loophole. So it's likely not going to be around for long. But it's around now. But it's around now. And the mega part of it could be with your employer. So if you're talking a 401k with Microsoft or Boeing or whoever, and you maximize your contributions to what you can contribute to a traditional 401k in any given year, you could still contribute non-deductible 401k mm -hmm. in those years and then at the end of the year roll it into Roth 401ks as long as they allow Roth as part of their provisions for the right. for the qualified plans so yeah. and, and that can be a good amount of money right tons 20 of money 22500 or what 30,000 if you're over 50 it could be tons of money yeah and it could help quite a bit to mitigate future tax increases i mean the issue is that of course you're paying taxes now and so that's where you need to look at the dollars and cents because it's not just about the amount of money that you can put into a roth mm -hmm. but if you're paying effectively a rate of 28 percent to get that money into roth when at retirement your effective rate will drop to 12 to 14 percent yeah it doesn't make much sense to be putting more money into roth no. or at least not now do it through regular conversions at the point of retirement so you know th there is a math game here but that's that's what they're referring to when it comes to backdoor roths all right great question for michael you know it's it, one it really left me the impression that 
you know, retirement uh, planning and strategies are they're not a do-it-yourself uh, situation because uh, oh, it's so the, tough. Yeah, the tax implications can be huge, and it call, it can be very complicated. I mean, it's a very complicated scenario that that a lot of people probably don't know about that you guys just explained mm-hmm. to uh, Michael. All right. right, let's get to Andy in Renton. I'm 50 years old. I make $65,000 a year. My company doesn't offer a 401k plan, but I recently opened a Roth IRA with a contribution of 10% of my paycheck. Is this a good investment for me? How much can I expect to make in 10 years when I'm planning to retire? Well, it's a good question, Andy. We, we don't have a crystal ball, but what can we tell Andy? Yeah, I mean, first of all, we, we've said this multiple times on the show. You know, there's different buckets of retirement funds that we can play with as planners. You know, some things might be, you know, cash in a cash account and we, and we can work with that. Some things might be in a brokerage account that you've had for a while and we deal with just simple capital gains. Some things are in traditional IRAs or 401ks and we're dealing with tax deferred and you're going to pay full income tax when that comes out. And some things might be in a Roth and it's tax free. So having these different buckets really frees our hands, Ben and myself, when we're making a retirement plan for you to tax strategize. So it's, it's not bad. You're, uh, you know, going into your, your Roth IRA for your con- con- contributions at 65,000, 10%, then I'm assuming you're putting 6,500 in. Um, you know, I, I will say just in case you don't know, you said you're 50 years old. So at 50, you can, if it works within your budget, and it fits your overall retirement plan, you do have a $1,000 additional catch-up that you could do. So you can go up to 7,500. Now, whether that's the right thing to do or not, you know, something we would talk about when we sit down and see where you're at overall. But, you know, it, it's it, it's a good plan to get a little bit into Roth if you haven't. Like Ben said in the last question, you know, you can get into Roth two different ways. One while you're working and you contribute, and one when you're retired or actually any time that you can, you know, convert. And uh, so when when we choose to make those moves, it's based on you and what you have. Yeah. Andy, good question. I had Michael, great uh, hearing from you, too. I'm going to give you the phone number because you deserve a more confident plan to retire, stress-free, peace of mind. Of course, in the show each week, we can't dive into these questions as deep as we'd like to because we certainly don't have the time and we also do not have all the information. So I want to give you the phone number. It is 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. Pick up the phone, punch those numbers in, get that comprehensive plan, and this way it'll be stress-free, no cost or no obligation. The show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. With me, Ben Colville, Matt Lieberger, with us each week at this time on Cairo News Radio 97.3. All right, let's get to our next question, Janet in Mount Vernon. My mother-in-law is 61, near retirement age. Now she has savings, but nothing invested in the way of employer plans like an IRAs and et cetera. Now the initial plan has been to live within her means, rely on her Social Security. Could she invest in bonds or maybe an index fund? Or is there a structured plan that you would recommend? What do we have for Janet? Well, the first question is, is that enough? Can she live within her means on Social Security? Social Security uh, will increase with inflation, so that will help uh, combat that problem. But is that realistic? If it's not realistic, then yeah, there's definitely going to need to be a structure that needs to be put into place with what her savings are and, and what amount she has saved. If we're looking at more inflation protection, like medical inflation is, is the concern here, then we might want to take that savings and put it more in an index fund. If we're looking at just better 
consistent growth, then short-term CDs right now are better investment choices. So it, it all comes back down to the income question. Uh, if Social Security works with her, then great, you have some flexibility. If it doesn't, then we need to structure it. Now, going back to if it does, then we need to figure out, well, what are we trying to achieve? Then what hedge are we trying to mitigate with these asset base? Is it inflation hedge? Is it interest rates? Is it market? Whatever it is, and invest that way. So it likely is a little bit more involved than that. But please don't just keep it in a savings account earning nothing. If nothing else, money market accounts are earning four, four and a half percent right now. Throw it in there. Yeah. At least get some growth here. Under the mattress is not. No, no. And, <laughs> no. and unlike your father, who's great with gold hey. bricks in the, the safe, let's let's invest a little bit. I, I hope you're not mocking him. I, I, of course. I, I, I have the combo to that when oh, he yeah. passes. So. <laughs> of course. Not. Yeah, of course. Now, she says, uh, Janet says that her mother-in-law is 61 near retirement age. We don't know exactly when is she going to retire. And obviously, right. you need to consider uh, health care if uh, she retires before 65. So lots of moving parts there, guys. So you really, Janet, you really need to get on the phone and talk to uh, Ben and Matt. We'll give that phone number again one more time in just a few minutes. Final question. Randall, Randy in Seattle, is it a good rule of thumb uh, to use? What is a good rule of thumb when it comes to budgeting for LTC, long-term care insurance? Boy, we could spend a whole show on that, guys. We only have a minute or two left, though. Yeah, I I think there's a show uh, on on the station uh, yesterday, on Saturday, all about long-term care. Right. Yeah, you know, it's uh, not trying to give a plug for anybody, but I do enjoy that show. Um, You know, a rule of thumb, Randy, it's hard to give a rule of thumb. Sometimes we jokingly say, I think we've said it on here before, that those who can afford long-term care don't need it, and those who need it can't afford it. Uh, That's that's not really true. It's it's a joke, you know, wink. Uh, But, you know, this is a conversation that we have with every single person who sits down with us. We don't just simply start talking about investments. We go through all five areas that that we plan for in retirement, and one of those has to do with insurance, and we talk long-term care. So there, there's a few for rule of thumb on spending for it. You know, there's traditional uh, where, you know, you might spend X amount per month or you might do a lump sum. And, you know, if you're paying for it, you know, you're, you're going to you're going to get X amount. And often there's a cap, maybe 300, 350,000. Uh, there might be a cap upon time, maybe it'll cover up to five years of needing. Uh, long-term care, you know, they, they all have different rules. Uh, there is, you know, if you do pay up front, I will say that often they'll give you a, an added death benefit. So you might pay 100000 for instance, up front and get your 300000 of long-term care and a $200,000 death benefit in this example. Um, and, you know, a benefit to that is if you change your mind 10 years from now, you can go back and get your 100000 back. You don't get any of your interest. Right. right. They they say thank you for a 10 year free loan. Uh, but th- there are other ones now newer ones today where you can piecemeal it and you can make it the way you want it. And if you don't use it, it will go back to your estate after you pass. So yeah. so that's newer. Uh, I don't know a lot about it. I would defer uh, you to that. But it's something where we sit down. Some people need it. Some people love it. Some people don't. Well, and you need a budget when it comes to what's a good rule of thumb for budgeting. It comes to your exposure. Really, the risk here with long term care is that you're going to bankrupt your spouse. Yeah. So if you're single, who are you going to bankrupt? Who cares? You know, you're going to be where you need to be. Yeah. Right. But take a look at what the overall expense could be and then how you can mitigate that, which is part of what we cover as well. And, and truthfully, there just needs to be a better understanding of all of these elements. Right. That a true understanding is what creates consistency for you when it comes to retirement planning and gives you the availability to have peace of mind to sleep at night and not have these problems. So we always open up about 10 slots for our radio listeners to call in and to get a completely complimentary review with Matt or myself where we can go through these questions. 
give you a better understanding of what your risk assessment is, what fees you're paying, what exposure you have when it comes to maybe a spouse passing away or long-term care or whatever might be the biggest concern for you. And if there's nothing we can do to help you, then we'll push you on your way. We'll say you're good. You've got a great plan. You know, keep moving forward. If there is something we can help you with, then we'll talk about that. And we'll talk about what that might look like in terms of fees and, and movement and all of that. And if you come in, we'll give you a copy of my book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success. So you get a good understanding of some of these basic questions getting answered ahead of time. Now, if you do call and you get sent to voicemail, leave a message. We'll call you back and then we'll get you on the calendar then. All right. The number is 877-249-6900. Great advice, man. And Matt, our goal at the show here is help you make the best decision. Any questions about what we're talking about or how it may apply to your own situation, just Call that number, 877-249-6900. Punch those numbers into the phone right now because you deserve a more confident plan to retire, stress-free, peace of mind, but it all starts by picking up the phone and hitting those numbers, 877-249-6900. One more time before we go and wrap up the show, do it right now, 877-249-6900. Well, the show has flown right on by. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. We hope you found the information we presented helpful. Look forward to all of you being back next week. We'll have new topics, new questions right here on Sound Path Through Retirement with Ben and Matt. Guys, it's a pleasure. I enjoyed it. Go out there and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. All content is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax or legal advice or provide the basis for any financial decisions, nor is it intended to be a projection of current or future performance or indication or future results. Opinions expressed are solely those of SoundPath retirement strategies and staff. The information discussed has been derived from sources believed to be reliable, but is not guaranteed as to accuracy and completeness and does not purport to be a complete analysis of the materials discussed. The information contained herein should in no way be construed or interpreted as a solicitation to sell or offer to sell advisory services to any residents of the state other than the state of Washington or where otherwise legally permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires the review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and the possible loss of capital. SoundPath Retirement Strategies is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Advisory services offered through SoundPath Retirement Strategies, an investment advisor in the state of Washington.